Hello and welcome to the Success Unscrambled podcast. This is Alvern. You're very welcome to today's podcast. And the topic for this particular episode is SEO for beginners. How to write your first five blog posts like a pro. <laughs> Let's get right into it. Are you looking for a simple SEO for beginners tutorial? If so, then it is possible that you have come to the right place. If you are new to the concept of search engine optimization, better known as SEO, you may be confused because it almost sounds like a foreign language. The reason for this is because many articles use words that are unusual to a conversation in any normal setting. Of course, understanding the language only brings you part of the way to helping you to get the results for your blog or website. To be honest, there are so many bloggers and small business owners who struggle with SEO in a big way, which is good news for you. You do not need to feel alone or somewhat isolated when it comes to understanding how to get your blog or website to appear in the Google search results. I will spend some time explaining the basics as best I can with the hope that it will help you to grasp foundational SEO concepts. So in terms of what exactly is search, search engine optimization, optimization. So just in case you came upon this particular podcast by accident and you've never even heard the phrase search engine optimization or SEO before, here is a very basic, um, I guess, farmhouse definition. <laughs> SEO simply means that you are placing your content, that is your blog content or website content, in a format that can be easily understood by the search engines like Google, Bing, or Yahoo, so that your content can be displayed accurately in the search results pages for users to consume. How do you like that definition? <laughs> Google's entire search business model is based on delighting the searcher with the best results possible. The reason why you need to do this, as in putting your content in that format is because the technology used to index all those billions of pages of content are these things called spiders or bots. They don't speak your language like English or whatever language you speak, but they do understand codes. So when we as bloggers, small business owners, etc., place this particular code around our content, we are helping these spiders and bots to understand how to index our content in the search engine results so it can be found. So basically, optimization is the name given to the process that we use to tweak the content or our blogs in our blogs or in our uh, websites so that the spiders or bots can understand it. Now, I hope that sort of still. Um, Gives, you're still on the same page with me. I haven't lost you anyway. That is what SEO is in its very simple format. The good news, I do have an SEO for beginners tutorial. So without further delay, let me dive into this simple SEO for beginners tutorial, which is going to help you to write your super duper SEO ready blog posts. 
Are you ready? <laughs> we are going to take things in steps as I don't want you to get lost along the way. The first step in this particular tutorial is thinking of a topic. So you may already have topics in mind, but for those of you who don't have a topic or maybe you, you know, you probably just have a generic topic, this is, this is a chance for you to really think about it. I know you listen to a podcast, but just in case you're maybe um, at a place where you have a pen and paper handy, or you, you're sitting still, please don't be driving and trying to do this. <laughs> That'd be mad. Um, or maybe you can even write it in, your, in the notes section of your phone. Are you ready? You can decide on any topic or subtopic that is relevant to your blog or business. When I talk about topic, I'm referring not just to a broad topic like food. That's just way too broad. Think more along the lines of a subtopic like vegan breakfast ideas or the first six months as a new mother. Once you have a subtopic in mind, spend some time mapping it out um, in such a way that you have it in a series. So you're going to be writing five to eight blog posts and it's, it will be based on a series. Google loves giving you authority for a bunch of topics also known as topic clusters, rather than a single topic, so you can help Google by writing a series. The series can also be in the form of a progression, where you outline a process from start to finish. Let me give you a, a sorry, very special, sorry, very practical example of a progressive set of, of posts. Anybody who wants to start a blog follows a number of steps. Normally, they would conduct some sort of niche research and spend some time uncovering most pop, uh, profitable blog, blog niches that they want to write about. Next, after choosing a niche, they would do some research around the name for their blog, for example, and then spend some time on that and come up with a short list of names. And once they're happy with that, they will go out and they will buy a domain name. Not everyone does this next step, but... Some of them will spend time building a brand by coming up with the look and feel of their brand, uh, including colors and fonts. Then finally, once they're happy with the niche, the name of the blog, the, the domain they've bought, the colors that they've cho chosen, normally three to five primary uh, brand colors, possibly a theme if they're using the WordPress platform, they probably got a, team, a theme all chosen that they would like to in install. They will go ahead and they will purchase hosting, web, WordPress hosting or web hosting and set up their blog. At this point, once their blog is all set up, they will proceed to write out posts and sort of, uh, I guess, configure the way their blog looks and feels. And you can only do that, obviously, once you have content written on the blog. And then they will proceed to the next step, which is promoting their, their new blog or website to everyone. Yay, it's live. <laughs> so the progression looks more like this. Find a hot niche, choose a name, buy a domain name, find a great web WordPress hosting, set up the blog, write a few posts, launch your blog, and then promote your blog. So hopefully that gives you an insight into an example of a progress, a, prog a progressive set of posts. So it's not addressing one single aspect 
of that particular person's journey. It's taking the whole journey from start to finish into consideration. Obviously, there's a bit before finding the niche. There's like the, the awareness where people are aware that they want to do something with their talent or whatever, or finding their passion. So there's that aspect of it. And then after um, promoting their um, blog and, and getting visitors, they probably want to consider um, what they call that, uh, generating an income from their blog. But this is just one phase of that whole um, process of taking someone from awareness uh, all the way to launching their blog. Okay. So in terms of the psychology of progressions, in, the, in, in this particular uh, SEO for Beginners tutorial, you need to contemplate for a while about human behavior. If you stop and think about it, when you spend time writing out eight blog posts in this way, it will help your readers and it will also help Google. Here's why. You help your readers to answer the next question even before they can ask, which means they will keep coming back to your blog until they complete all the steps. In fact, life as you know it is full of progressions, or in some cases, cycles. For example, a day in the life of any person working a nine-to-five job or an employee is like a progression or more or less a cycle. Let's take a look at it. So the alarm goes off in the morning. They wake up, they do their medication, just meditation, medication. <laughs> they do their meditation, have breakfast, travel to work, start work, go on their lunch break, finish up work, travel home, exercise, dinner, entertainment, and then go to sleep. And then they do that whole process over the next day again. Looking at this particular cycle it makes me a little bit sad because I believe that life should not be as monotonous as that. You know, just looking at it, it just seems like if my son, when he was 14 years old, he said, he said to me, he doesn't understand why adults are like that. They seem to be hamsters in a cage, keep going wrong and wrong. Uh, in a ha on the hamster wheel, they get up in the morning, they go to work, they come back home, and they go do the whole process over and over again. And this is what he says to me at the age of 14, and I just thought it was hilarious. But if you're like me, and you're looking for something more interesting, then take action. In fact, take a look at my resource, which outlines business ideas for women at home. So I've left a link in the show notes. You can actually go and have a look at that. Um, and essentially, I go through different ideas where if you feel like if you're a hamster in a cage and you feel stuck, just keep going through the cycle over and over every day and you're looking for something different, maybe to start your own business or side hustle, etc. that resource would have a lot of information available for you to look at and to sort of, you know, let you consider, explore whatever options are available for you. Okay, so let's spend some time now mapping out uh, your series. So a five to eight blog posts. So if it is you are currently driving, this is something you'll do when you sort of get home or maybe you are at home already and you have pen and paper handy. You may want to click pause and map out five to eight blog posts that will, um, you know, that sort of cover what, a, what exactly, like a progression or a cycle that someone goes through. It could be motherhood. It could be, you know, whatever you want to write about whatever you can write about for ages and ages and ages without stopping. 
Okay, once you finish doing that step, it's time for us to move on to the next stage. Remember that humans are creatures of habit. And by that, I mean they like having a bit of structure in their life. So even if you're not doing the hamster wheel, and let's say you decide to become um, someone who works, uh, works and travels, you still want a bit of structure in your life because you still have to get up in the morning and have breakfast. Uh, but just that you would do it at different times. You don't have to get up specifically early in the morning and rush out and get in traffic. But you still have a cycle or, or uh, some sort of a progression in life that you want to achieve. And there's some sort of a, a structure involved in, in that. All right, you get nothing done. <laughs> All right. So once you know what you want to write about in each particular post, just a general topic, then it is time to do some keyword research. So we're looking at some SEO tools now. For each of each one of those outline posts, you are going to, to use SEO tools like Keywords Everywhere and Uber Suggests. Obviously, there are others, many others that you can use. These two that I'm highlighting here are free tools because this is a beginner's an SEO for beginners course. Uh, for more advanced users, you probably consider things like um, SEM Rush um, or um, KeySearch keysearch.co, um, Woodstream, uh, uh, Keyword Finder. You know, there's loads and loads of other uh, paid tools available. But for this particular um, tutorial, we're going to be looking at those two free tools, Keywords Everywhere and Uber Suggest. So the reason why we are using keyword tools is to find out if there are people out there who are actually interested in your topic. So it's one thing you have a topic in your head and you think, oh, this is such a brilliant idea. Everybody will be, everybody will be interested in this. And it's not until you've actually done some research to find out if people are actually interested, at, at least people are currently searching for that topic, would you know for sure it's like a validation that the topic is something people are interested in. Also, if they are interested in your topic, what phrase they're using to find your, your content. So for example, um, SEO training for beginners uh, is one phrase that people use. SEO for beginners is another phrase. Beginners SEO, SEO for bloggers. You know, there's so many different things that people can type into the search bar that will actually bring up the same content because people are different. They brought up in different backgrounds and they learn things differently and interpret things differently. So their ability to search and putting the exact same um, phrase each time is not going to happen. People search differently all the time. And it's just up to you then to capture as many of those phrases as possible. So you can um, reach a much wider audience as opposed to one string of people who will be searching for this particular um, key phrase or, or keyword. All right. If there is no demand for your content, it will not make sense to write it. Let's help this particular employee. If you remember, we're looking at this particular employee. He gets up, he or she gets up in the morning, you know, does the meditation, does the breakfast, and all of that. So let's let's spend some time and help this employee to have an amazing day with a brilliant wake-up alarm, yummy and well-planned breakfast, followed by a delicious lunch, powerful exercise. Uh, awesome dinner, meaningful entertainment, and great night's sleep. So we're going to look at a day in the life of an employee. Each person's day starts 
the night before when where they remember to set up set the alarm so we are going to get this person a great alarm clock app feature something like that using keywords everywhere and uber suggests here are two two key phrases that i found the first one is best alarm clock for heavy sleepers <laughs> and this might not occur to you the very first time you hear that phrase but if this alarm clock is good for heavy sleepers, do you think it would be good for light sleepers as well? Well, light to medium or medium to heavy sleepers. So in other words, I'm sure there's a, a volume button that they can turn down um, to, that it will, it will you know, work for other people as well. The next phrase I found was alarm apps for heavy sleepers. So the first one gets 4,400 4, um, searches every month. And the next and the second one, Alarm Apps for Heavy Sleepers, gets 390 searches every month. So do you think there's demand for this particular um, phrase or device, I guess you'd like to call it? I guess there is because people are searching for it. People are looking for something to have them wake up in the morning so they can get a work or get stuff done. Okay, so I've included screenshots of the key phrase as well as related keywords in the show notes. So do have a look at that as it will help you to get a much better understanding as to, you know, what people are looking for, what they're typing into the search um, to find to find out how they can sort of get better at waking up in the morning. I have, I have searched for two different keywords or key phrases because the first one is extremely competitive. Um, it has a competition value of one. One means like it's it's like the maximum. So lots of people have results in the search engine pages that will match this particular key phrase. Whereas the second one um, has less less um, competition. It's a 0.76. So it's less than the one and it's less competitive than the first one. So you want to take a slightly different approach by ranking for a less competitive phrase first. Um, and this will help you get, as people would call it, credit um, in, in Google's eyes. And they would, that will actually help you rank for the more competitive key phrase as well eventually. So hopefully that sort of makes sense. But I'll, I'll cover it a little bit in more detail further down in the podcast. So stage two is... So the person, you've, you've sorted them out with alarms, you've given them uh, uh, an article about the best alarm apps or apps for um, alarm clocks for heavy sleepers. And now once they're awake, you want to get them something that's good for breakfast. So you want to ensure that they have an amazing day with a delicious breakfast and lunch. So it's possible that they that you want to help them plan their breakfast and lunch from the night before as well. Because everyone are on different diets and eating habits, I think it is best to give them a meal planning guide that will help. Um, and this is what I've, I've actually found in terms of the results. I did a bit of research, obviously, before um, using a combination of Uber Suggest and Keywords Everywhere. And I found three phrases this time. Um, the first one is meal prep basics. It comes in at 390 searches a month. Meal planning benefits, 110 searches a month, and then healthy, <clears throat> sorry, healthy meal prep ideas for a week. It's healthy 
meal prep ideas for a week. I know that's a very long key phrase, but believe it or not, there are 5,400 searches for this every single month. I find that is very amazing, but it is what it is. So as you can see, this one is a kind of a unexpected twist because it, you kind of think, okay, the shorter the key word or key phrase, um, the more searches. But actually, this is the, sort of the other way around. The, the shorter phrases actually get less searches and then this longer phrase actually got a whole lot more searches. So it just tells you um, what people are, are just needing in their lives to help it organize. Like I said, humans are creatures of, of habit and they want structure in their lives. Hence the reason why they have are searching for this kind of, they've got this problem and they're searching for this kind of solution within Google. They're trying to find phrases that people are searching for that has high volume of searches as well as not so competitive. Um, so that one would be 5,400 searches actually has a competition of 0.15, um, which is quite low um, in comparison to a one or a seven six. Um, hence the reason why I left it in there as a, a sort of a medium search, but it's, it gets quite a lot of searches. That's at the end of the day. Uh, you will rank for less competitive keywords first before ranking for the more competitive ones. So if I I was the person writing this particular series from start to finish, the next thing I may do is research keywords for electric scooters or scooters for rent or items that employees can use to get to work in style. Because sometimes, you know, depending on the age of this particular employee, they may, they may not want to take um, public transport. They might want to cycle in. Uh, they may want to use a scooter to get into work, or they might use a combination of a bus and a scooter, or a train and a scooter, or, you know, any sort of or a car. If it is, obviously, they have to drop kids off to school, etc. they probably take a car, or they do ride-sharing. So, in other words, you're trying to find that um, ways, give them the options to get from home to work, whether it be ride-sharing, Uber, taxi, um, driving the car if they've got family members to drop off, uh, scooter, bus, train, helicopter. <laughs> you, you give them all the options and let them decide how they want to get into work. Then I would also look for stuff that the person can do while they're traveling to work, like listening to a motivational podcast, for example. And you know, I thought of the word motivational podcast. Interestingly, you know what I found? Motivational podcast is very competitive um, keyword. It's, and I think it gets like 12, between 12 and 30,000 searches a month. But what I actually found is another phrase called uplifting podcast. And I'd never even think of using that particular phrase, but that's what people use to search. And it's less competitive than motivational podcasts. And it's something that you can use if you're writing on a podcast. And um, so you have that. Um, I've actually included a screenshot of results that I found. So some of the other ones is motivational mornings. It's probably the name of a podcast. I have a feeling competition and that is zero. Um the School of Great Greatness podcast, TED Talks Daily, The Overwhelmed Brain, Better Than Happy. So these are all of the results I found on the uplifting uh, podcast. 
and the, competi the competition on these phrases I've outlined here are ne ne very near to zero. They're not as competitive, so it's easy to rank for these particular um, podcast uh, names. Okay, so continue doing this particular stuff, like, you know, searching for your five to, five to eight subtopics. Um, you've, until you find high volume searches are between 100 and 5,000 searches a month. So if it goes over 5,000 and it's, the competition is low, by all means, go for it. But that's, that's the sort of range you're looking for. So in other words, you can have um, 10, you might find 10 related keywords or key phrases that have between 100 and 500 searches, or you might only find three, three key phrases that has 1,000 um, searches per month. Now, it's not specifically required that it must add up to a certain value. That's, that's not what this is about because you're looking for the long-term results here. This is not for short-term. Looking for long-term results. So it doesn't matter how many in total searches you get for each post. The important thing is that you find between, um, say, three to five uh, key phrases that have between 100 and 5,000 searches um, a month. So it must be worth your while, at least add up to a minimum of 1,000 searches per month. So if you find three phrases and in total it adds up to about 500 searches a month, it's not the best. And if you can't, like if that's the absolute best you can do, then go with that. But on average, they should add up, add up to a minimum of 1,000 searches a month. All right? Hope that makes kind of sense. So it would be nice to, to have a blend of very competitive mixed in with not so competitive. So, so one of them, at least one of them, would be a very competitive keyword that is probably about 5,000 searches a month or 2,900 searches a month. And it's very competitive. But what you're looking for is, say, three to five other key phrases that's related to that word, but not exactly that word, that you can rank that has less competition that you can rank very easily for. And that way Google can give you credit for the actual most, most competitive keyword because you're ranking for all the other sub, sub keywords in that particular um, niche. All right, so next up we have user intent. And before you decide to actually write your five date blog post, so you've, you've gone, you know the topic, you know what you're gonna write for, you know the progression, you know exactly which key phrases on each particular blog post. And you're probably thinking, right, it's time to write. Well, not right, not, not yet, just slow down there. You need to spend time spying on the competition to see what they wrote. I know that kind of sounds weird, but trust me on this one. We're looking at user intent here. And I'll explain what I mean by user intent. The reason for this is because you want to make sure that whatever you write does not stand out like a sore thumb. What do I mean by that? If you want to learn SEO the right way, you need to understand the reader or user and what they are looking to accomplish. So in fact, the bottom line is that you want to give each reader what they expected to find when they enter the key phrase. So let's look at an example. If I entered the one I was talking about earlier, um, the phrase that I found, which is healthy meal prep ideas for the week, which is a very long key phrase, but believe it or not, 5,000 searches a month. 
what I found in the results, I'll give you the four, um, four titles that I found in the results. The first one is 20 lunches you can meal prep on Sunday. The next one is 38 easy lunch meal prep ideas. Next one is 25 healthy meal prep ideas to simplify your life. And the fourth one is 20 plus easy, healthy meal, meal prep lunch ideas for work. So this is, if somebody, if you're a user and you type in the, the phrase healthy meal prep ideas for the week, what do you expect to find? And this is where user intent comes in. If it is you, you haven't done your research properly and you, you, you write healthy meal prep ideas for the week and you just, you know, did something that was even 50% different to what is written here, then chances are that people would not click on it because it just isn't relevant to what they were, what they were hoping to find in the results. So all about what the user intends to find is how you're going to write. And when you look at that, you're thinking, hmm, so somebody wrote 20, 20 lunches, Another one will to the eight easy lunch meal prep. The other one is healthy meal prep ideas and specify lunch or breakfast. And the other one is um, healthy, easy, healthy meal prep lunch ideas. So three out of four of them is all about lunch. Whereas one of them is just healthy meal prep ideas. So what is the user expecting to find when they type that out? Healthy meal prep ideas for the week. Is it lunch? Is it breakfast? Is it dinner? Is it it doesn't specify how many. They said healthy meal prep ideas for the week. It could be, is it um, seven days a week, three meals, 21? You know, what are they expecting to find? And once you've sat down and asked yourself this question, then, it's, then and only then will you be able to spend time writing out um, an article that will actually match what the user is searching for. So now that you know what a user is expecting, see um, well, yeah, what are they expecting what are they expecting to see uh, in the results, you can then sit down now and write your version of it. So you're looking at all of the ones that's there and thinking, hmm, how can I how can I how can I make mines? Not necessarily stand out like a sotum, but better or more attractive or even as attractive as the ones that's in the results there. So now we are on to writing because we've done all the research. We found that we know the topics. We know the progression. We know we're going to answer questions before, after, and in between like a sandwich. <laughs> we know what people are actually looking for. We know which ones are very competitive. We know which ones are what we call secondary keywords or keywords that are not as competitive. Now we are ready to write. So the next task in the, the, this particular course is writing the article of, of, of each of those five to eight topics and try as much as possible to incorporate the phrases that you found during the keyword uh, research phase. If it's easier for you, because sometimes this is what I do as well, if it's much easier for you to write it, just write the five to eight blog posts and then afterwards you can, you can add in the keywords. So remember the primary goal is in this particular step is to write a post that is as complete as possible that will answer all the reader's questions. What I do is pretend to have the person sitting next to me asking me all the questions. I then map out all of the questions in the form 
of an outline and, and it may make more sense to write the entire blog post or series from start to finish and then go back and add the keywords and phrases that I found. One key thing to, this, to consider is the call to action or next step. In other words, what do you want the reader to do when they finish reading the article? So you have five to eight blog posts um, and you know exactly what's going to go in each one, well, more or less. And you write it from start to finish, conclusion, etc. What What do you want them to do next? You can offer them a free download, like a meal prep, prep uh, plan for mon uh, Monday to Friday or Sunday to Saturday, as well as a shopping list, as well as a checklist, a, a sort of a, a nutritional checklist. So uh, proteins, carbohydrates, fats, uh, free radicals, vitamins, minerals, Make sure you include all of that. What else? What else would be the meal prep list? Um, you have a shopping list. You've got, or well, you might want to include something like desserts. I don't know. Or maybe um, if they want to plan a party one day, one of the evenings a week, a party, a party planning guide. There's so much that you can give them. So it could be an email course as well. They can buy something from you, like, I don't know, what can you what can you sell them? Um, how to cook five different ways to cook chicken successfully or something like that. <laughs> it really is up to you to decide what it is you want to do. In terms of the length of each post, I tend to go for a minimum of two thousand words. I know you probably hear that and you might fall off your chair and think like two thousand words. To be honest, that's not isn't enough. If you sit down and you write down every single question that a person's gonna ask you on that one subtopic, you'll be able to cover three, four thousand, five thousand words very easily. But for the sake of time and restraining yourself as much as possible and leaving some room for other things, you want to write a minimum of two thousand. Yes, the expected minimum across the board in the SEO world is three hundred words, and anyone can write three hundred words. But the thing is. I am going doing this because I want to win. I'm not in this to lose. I'm in this to win. So I prefer to give loads and loads of value when I write a blog post. So next up is formatting and optimizing. So once you've finished writing all of your posts, then it is time to format them in such a way that the spiders or butts can understand what your content is all about. And how will they know? Well, if you're using WordPress, the quickest way to help you format each post is to install the Yoast SEO plugin. After it is installed, you can decide on your main keyword or key phrase for each post and place it in the space provided. I have shown a, a screenshot in the show notes. Decide on a catchy title for each of your blog post articles. The goal is to get people to click through when they see it. So when they when you look at the, the four examples I gave earlier, which one of those four examples would you click? And if you if if none of them appeal to you, then is your opportunity to um, to wow the audience, so to speak. You can use tools like um, the Core Schedule Analyzer, sorry, the Core Schedule Headline Analyzer, or the Portent Title Maker to give you inspiration about great titles and you can find these links again in the show notes and next up is your meta description you're thinking like what on earth is that Alvin well bear with me you want to enter a summary or which must obviously include include your key phrase 
which reminds me your title needs to include the key phrase as well. Whatever you choose as your primary keyword or your primary key phrase or your primary search title, whatever you want to call it, it must be included in the title, okay? So you want to enter a summary that describes your article. This is called a meta description. So it's just a summary. If, you are, if you're going to sum up your entire article in two lines, what would you write? Making sure that this summary is like an elevator pitch because you want people to look at it and think, I'm interested, I want to click, out, click on it to find out more. It must include the key phrase again. So this particular summary must include a key phrase and it's also crafted in such a way to get the click. I've included a screenshot in the show notes as to where exactly you put it in terms of your Yoast SEO. So that's where you put um, the summary of your article. Next up is your permalink structure. So just in case you didn't at the beginning, like when you, when you first started um, your blog, when you first installed your blog, if you haven't organized your permalink structure, permalink structure in such a way, which means the structure of your permanent links, which is the link that people use to find your article, ensure that you head over to the settings page and change your permalinks or to have a post name as your, um, as your main way of formatting your links as they appear in the search results. So I've included a, an example in the screenshot. Now, there isn't a simpler way to ex explain this. You have to literally see this. So when this podcast is over, head over to this, the, um, the actual blog post and have a look at the, the screenshot I put in there. You will see what I'm talking about because there's no simpler way to, to, to explain this. But just a permalink is just, by the name of nature of it, is a permanent link that links to your um article that people can click on to find the article for every image ensure that you have an image file name with a meaningful word or key phrase in it so for example if my this particular um post when i'm writing it is seo for beginners my and the images i put in there should be anything around that because i'm telling google this is this article and the bots, this article is all about SEO for beginners and you'll find things about SEO tools, keyword phrases, meta tags, permalinks, you name it. Anything to do with SEO, I will name my images accordingly so that it will let the spiders and bots know, oh, this content contains all of those questions people ask about SEO when they're just starting up. Basically, that's, that's all it means. So I've included an example screenshot in the show notes. All right, next up is your URL slug. Uh, choose a short enough key phrase that will go over the, into the URL box as shown in the actual um, show notes. So for me, my URL slug is seo-for-beginners. So when people look for my um, posts, which reminds me, I probably should tell you guys where to find it, it's successonscramble.com forward slash SEO dash F-O-R dash beginners. And that's where you'd find this, the actual show notes for this particular podcast. Once you have done all of this correctly, you can go back and check that you have all the primary and secondary keywords or key phrases included in each post uh, at least once, maximum two times. Um, and then 
it's now time for meta tags. And you're probably thinking, oh, not another word that we don't understand, Alvin. Bear with me. <laughs> so this particular uh, SEO for beginners tutorial must include meta tags because it's important if you want to get ranked in the search engines. In simple terms, meta tags are the technical names for subheadings. And the subheadings are normally placed in a format. So they're normally in larger text compared to um, the rest of the paragraph because it says this is a heading. And those headings can be in H2, H3, H4, H5, which is, means heading 1, heading 2, heading 3, heading 4, heading 5. Um, and you can also have lists in your article. So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, like a list of items. And sometimes those lists of items can be in H6 or H5. Heading four or heading, sorry, heading five or heading six is what he follows. It is good practice to include H2 tags or subheading in the format of H2, which are the paragraph subheading titles. So if you look at my show notes, you'll see I have H2 tags there. Um, the H2 tags can also include secondary keywords. So if you remember, um, in my, uh, in my keyword research, I had secondary keywords, like for example, meal, meal prep basics is one of my secondary keywords. You can include that in an H2 tag if the, the topic of that paragraph is about meal prep basics. So it's an easy way to include it um, within your um, blog post. Feel free to also include H3, H3 tags, which are subheadings below the subheadings. So maybe you have a paragraph and then you have uh, subtitles within that paragraph and you include those in H3 tags and you might have even subheadings under those subheadings and you can include those in H4 tags. So the smaller they are, the higher the number, if that makes sense. It really is just a great way to index your article. So I've given an example in the show notes showing you the H2, H3, and H4 where you can find them within uh, WordPress. It is, when you think about it, think about it, it's very similar to writing a thesis or an essay or a document. So if you're writing a proposal uh, or even you're doing a, a presentation, slide presentation, you'll have like the main heading of the title and then you'll have key points and the main heading title is always much bigger than the key points within the slide. Or in a document, you'd have the, t the title of this particular section and in, within the section you've got paragraphs and then within the paragraphs you've got um, I guess you call them um, numbered items or sub sub sections within those major sections and that's all um, the meta tags are they are just telling the spiders that these are the sections or subsections and lists and indices or whatever within this whole website within this particular page and that is basically all it is so list items also help you to get featured in this uh, the snippet or, or question box section of google search results so try to put sufficient spacing between your paragraphs and sentences because many users may access your posts from a mobile device Next on the list is internal and external linking. So the internal linking is next on the list and this will largely depend on 
if you are publishing all of the posts at once or if you are scheduling them out over time. Whatever you decide to do, ensure that you link one post to the next in a progressive manner. Uh, or you can do it in a cyclical manner, manner as well. So you start with the lowest or the, the beginning, move on over to the last bit and then link the last bit to the first bit. Uh, I've given an example of what an internal link looks like within the show notes. Um, and I use a key phrase link out to that particular document. Uh, so remember to only link to posts that are already live as you don't want to, your reader to click on a link to a post and then they get a 404 error. That just doesn't make any sense. Make sure everything is, you know, live before you link out, link internally uh, and only link to posts that are related and make sense to the user. So think of how the user thinks, what's the next question and then link to the post that will help them answer whatever question they're thinking of next. Link to credible external sources as well that will be around for a long period of time. Something like Wikipedia, hopefully it's going to be around for quite a long time. Um, However, Joe blogs or mom and pop shop around the corner may, ch- may change their name or they may not be around for quite a long time, so you may not want to link to them specifically. Be sure that your external link to text, the actual text used to link to external, external source, does not include a keyword that you would like to rank for now or in the future. So next up is uh, overall experience. So spend some time looking at the pre- at the preview of each blog post and ask yourself the important questions. Have I done the best for this blog post? Does it over deliver on what the user was expecting? Can I make it more friendly for the user by including more images or illustrations or links to relevant uh, internal posts? What can I do to wow the reader even more? How does it compare to the other results on the first page of Google? If you have genuinely done everything possible to give the reader the best experience ever, then it is time to add your social media images. After adding your social media images, click publish or schedule and feel free to revisit it just in case you forgot to add something. So in conclusion, you are probably thinking that there is more to this whole SEO game and the truth is that I only covered the basics that you need to get ranking because everyone wants to just get ranking. And once they get ranking, you know, that's sort of like a quick win. Oh, I got there. The title of this particular post, podcast, should I say, is SEO for Beginners. So it would not make sense to overwhelm anyone with more than what is needed to get five blog posts written, published, and ranked within the Google search engines. I've spent time writing more information and other posts, which you can find with the link I've left. It's a a resource called um, uh, SEO SEO from scratch. Yeah, SEO from scratch. I think it's the name of the resource. But anyway, I've left the link in in the show notes. So you can have a look there. SEO can be as simple or as complicated as you want it to be. If you are wondering if you can rank following this basic tutorial, 
The answer is yes, quite easily, but it's several times every day of the week, backward, forward, coming and going. If you have been holding back on using SEO in your blog posts because you thought it was too technical, then this is the simple, the simple version of it. Uh, remembering as well that it can take, it can take days, it can take months, it can take weeks, it can take months for you to show up in the results, depending on how well you wrote it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, this is your opportunity to grasp SEO with both hands and jump right in, so that you can get ranking uh, in the Google search engines. So whatever you do, remember to subscribe to the Success Unscrambled podcast where you will be the first to hear what's happening in the entrepreneurial and digital marketing world. Your positive review of this particular podcast is vital to keeping it alive and running for the next 12 to 24 months. So please leave a positive review for us on iTunes or Spotify or whatever your favorite podcast player is. If you're looking for more advanced SEO strategies, check out what you need to do to rank higher in Google. I've left a link in the show notes. Uh, if you're still not getting sufficient traffic for your blog, find out what you need to do to increase your blog traffic. A link is also in the show notes. And if you need another way to get more traffic to your blog, I have outlined some simple ways that you can grow your blog traffic. I've included a link as well in the show notes. If you are a startup or small business and you need to hire a virtual assistant to complete tasks such as social media marketing, blogging, keyword research, or Pinterest account management, then take a look at the packages that I have available on there. All right, that's it for today. I hope you found it absolutely useful. Until next time, enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your week. Bye for now.